a review of the Galaxy Watch 4 by Samsung after three months, pretty much three months at this point in time, of usage. First of all, when it comes to screen protection, I got this one. I also had another one before, but it didn't protect the screen because it only was a rubber uh, case that didn't protect the screen. Therefore, I found this to be the best one. It also has two holes. Why are the holes so important? Because the body composition feature actually requires you to touch both buttons because otherwise the bioimpedance doesn't work. Therefore, this case comes in quite handy also just to protect the screen whenever you are doing things like chopping wood and you don't want to ruin the screen of your $300 watch. Next of all, the battery life is just not good. I mean, I just, I hoped it would be a little bit better, but often, for example, if I wear it during sleeping and I wake up, then it's just empty. Even though it had like 50% battery before or even more and I charged it the day before. So I often need to charge it like twice or even three times a day not fully but i just need to put it off because otherwise when i then do sport for example it's just that and that's not very nice because then i cannot track the workouts next of all um i just got this loop and this was quite a nice idea i had because i also have the casey watch and i pretty much custom made this loop band here and the nice thing is you can just take it off and put it on again without using this thing all the time and then, oh yeah i just and also if you're using the watch to pay and often it doesn't work if you have it on your wrist so therefore i just usually take it off just like this and then i can actually use it to pay and then i just put it on again i actually got the lte version so there's the galaxy watch active 4 and the lte version and they're all no different of course it's the normal version not the classic version but you already saw this so this is also from Amazon. I can actually link it down below, I think, as well as the case. So the next thing, and I also can link the watch if you want. I got a student version, which means um, that it was a little bit cheaper. So it was in Europe, 269 euros, which is quite cheap for a completely new watch. Also, that's the best version of the watch I could get. Also, this is like the smaller version of the watch. Why in black? Because, I mean, black is just a universal thing everybody kind of likes, and therefore it's also easier to sell. And also, I just have, I just try to buy all things as black as possible or try to buy everything I buy in black because then I don't have to worry about the color. And also, it's kind of a unicolor look. Next thing, the screen is now very nice. The screen used to be kind of shitty on the previous one. So on the previous one, the Galaxy Watch Active 2, that's the previous one I had. Why didn't I have the Galaxy Watch 3? Because it's basically the classic version and I wanted to have the sporty version and I didn't like the look. I mean, this looks a little bit more like the classic, but still it looks like more like the active and it's just a very sleek watch. At least compared, I mean, it's pretty much the same size as the previous watch. I compared both of them. I also have a video up probably already. If I post this, it should be up already. Where I compare these two because I have had them both at the same time. Now, um, the body composition, I tried the feature in the beginning and then the beginning, I mean, it kind of works. Also, I also have a normal body composition scale, which means that I usually track kind of, not every day, but sometimes I just track it and therefore I compare these two numbers and they were kind of a few percent off, but it depends on. So I also read that there are, depending where you hold your arm, when you do the actual body composition measurement, I mean, it varies. It also varies if you, for example, are in a very humid environment and then the problem is this. 
um, the bioimpedance is the problem. And also the bioimpedance on your wrist is probably not working as well as if you have, for example, your two feet on a body composition scale because it's just much more surface. Therefore, it just works a little bit better than a tiny little watch. Nevertheless, I found it to be at least quite accurate. It's like when measuring body composition and especially body fat, it's there are the different methods that are available are not that accurate anyway because it depends on so many things. If you drank a liter of water like three hours ago and that's still in you, then it kind of um, well manipulates the measurement. Therefore, yeah, well, it just doesn't work as well, but it works compared to my body scale quite nicely. Also, it doesn't really matter if it works the same or spits out the same value because if you just use one device over time, the difference between the different measurements is the thing that's significant and not significant in a statistical sense, much more in a common language sense. But if you, for example, switch between the body scale and the watch, for example, whenever you travel, you just use the body composition watch measurement and whenever you are at home, this just wouldn't make any sense because it's a different measurement method and also different devices. Therefore, it just doesn't make sense to have these data sets in combined as one. But here's the huge downside downside when it comes to the body composition measurement. The problem is you need a reference weight because it's a relational value, meaning the body fat is always calculated compared to your overall weight. And your overall weight is something that changes all day long. If you drink a little, if you drink one liter of water or if you just ate, let's just stick with the one liter of water, then you just are one kilogram heavier. If you then weigh 50 kilogram, that's like 2% heavier and that's pretty much when it comes to body composition and if you measure it before and after also if you for example eat carbs then your body flushes out a little bit of the water in your body compared to if you are in a stress situation or if you are on the keto diet and these are all factors that factor in but here is the one problem as I already mentioned it's the reference value because this is not a scale you can step on therefore whenever you measure you actually need a reference value but you don't, you cannot, you cannot measure yourself, your weight with this watch. It's, it's not a scale. Therefore, you actually need an additional device. If you don't have an additional device, then you need to, at the same point in time, step also on a scale because otherwise, the relational value, if you just use the weight you also had like two years ago, or at least, or let's just say two, two days ago, then it just doesn't work because it's the wrong reference value because then it's just not correct if you weigh two kilograms more then it's just a little bit of a different percentage that's the reason this kind of doesn't really make sense because it only makes sense if you have access to a scale and then at least for me because i have a body weight scale it makes more sense to also use the scale and the the body impedance feature that is in a scale if you don't have a body measurement scale, then it could be a nice feature because you just use your normal scale and then you measure your body fat with this. Ta-da! It works for you. It just doesn't It doesn't really make sense for me. Next. Um, let's talk about performance. I hoped it would be a little bit better than Active 2, and it is a little bit better, but whenever you put it on, whenever you turn it on, it just has a little bit of lag. I noticed this and... Whenever you, it just, the turning on turn, takes 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And also because the battery is not that nice, you turn it on and off all the time because it just runs out of battery during the day. At least for me, because I mean, 
I don't do that many things. I usually track like one hour or 40 minutes of sport every single day. On average, I guess. Sometimes also two hours, but if you track something for two hours, then you sh should charge your watch before, because otherwise, if it has like 50%, then chances are it will run out of battery, I guess. It's just, I hoped it, the battery life and the performance would be that much better, and therefore I wouldn't have to care about charging it all day long, but I kind of have to, so whenever I go for a run, then I am like, I have to an hour before check if the watch has enough battery life, because otherwise I cannot track the run with the watch. When it comes to paying, so the Active 2 already had LTE, an LTE version, and also already had, no, I think it didn't have, or did it? I don't know if Samsung Pay already was on the Active 2, I actually cannot remember, I just didn't use it with the, what did I? I cannot remember. Nevertheless, I now have tried Samsung Pay for quite some time, actually for a few months, um, since I got the watch, and I just tried to pay exclusively with the watch. Why? Because I just wanted to have pretty much a backup smartphone on my wrist at all times. Why is this so useful? Because, let's face it, there are emergencies. If somebody close to you is kind of... If you need to call an ambulance for somebody close to you and your phone runs out of battery, the thing is just, if you have two devices, the chances that both run out of battery at the same time are less likely. Also, if you go for a run or if you do a cycle tour and you just need to eat something right now, for example, or you need to go to the grocery store because otherwise it closes, then it's just very nice you don't, that you don't have to worry about having a smartphone, when, at least when it comes to paying anymore. I also try to pay cashless for pretty much a few years at this point in time since it is available in my country, Germany. So I tried usually, I usually try paying with Google Pay. And here is kind of a bummer with the Galaxy Watch because Google and Samsung, I mean, that's kind of an advantage, but it turns out it's not that nice of an advantage. Google and Samsung actually combined their efforts and made, combined pretty much Tizen and Wear OS into this watch. So this is basically the best Wear OS watch at this point in time you can get. I mean, there are rumors that Google actually will put out a watch, so a Google watch and also a Facebook, because Facebook is now Meta, they will put out a Meta watch in the future for their for their metaverse. Nevertheless, at this point in time, it's still kind of the best watch on the market when it comes to Wear OS and also just in general when it comes to not being an Apple Watch. So when it comes to paying, because it is basically Wear OS and also Tizen OS, the thing now is you can have Google Pay on here and also you can just use now all the different apps that are in the Google Play Store for Wear OS, which was not possible before on the Samsung watches. So therefore, before, you could only access the Galaxy Store for the watches. And the, the, the amount of apps that was available or the selection of apps was just very limited, to say the least. So now we have kind of both worlds, and this means just more apps, basically double the apps or even more. When it comes to Google Pay, what I have as a setup is this. And it's also just in general why Google Pay kind of makes sense, even though the data protection problem, obviously. So if there's this is your device that actually pays with Google Pay. So this is the Google this is the device Google Pay is on as a program. Then you have your PayPal account and then you have your bank account. So basically you have three different things. The nice thing now is usually if you wanna pay contactless, for example, you actually would need a contactless credit card or a contact 
contactless bank card for paying contactless. If you now have a device that actually can pay contactless and you also have Google Pay, then you just pay with Google Pay. And Google Pay basically simulates a credit card, a virtual credit card. This means you have a credit card even though you ha don't have a credit card. And now, if you you can link your bank account, your normal bank account. So you just have a debit on your bank account and this debit goes to PayPal. Much, the, much more the other way around, but I just explain it this way around. Then in the middle, there's your PayPal account. You can use your PayPal account for basically paying on the internet, which is very nice because Google Pay, for example, doesn't pay usually on the internet. It works much more like a normal credit card. I mean, a normal credit card could also be used to pay on the internet, but I mean, Google Pay, not Google Pay, but PayPal is kind of the standard for paying on the internet. And at least for me, I never really run into an issue with Google Pay and also there are different debit options available for your bank account. So now you just have any bank account. So basically the nice thing is now these three components make it, make a system combined that is pretty much not really reliant on, on the bank, for example. So this means you can just switch your bank, but you can still pay online with PayPal and in stores with Google Pay. And this is very nice because you just don't have to switch all the things. Otherwise, if you just used a bank card directly from your bank, this would mean that whenever you change everything, so when you, whenever you change your bank account, which most people usually don't do, but nevertheless, you can just switch it in the back end and nobody basically notices and your system still works. So therefore, it's a way to have a credit card on your normal bank account and also be able to pay online. So now, again, how does it work? Google Pay basically sends a debit to PayPal. PayPal sends a debit to your bank account. And there you go. You can actually pay with the watch. This also means you have two redundant, not, yeah, redundant payment options, which are Samsung Pay and Google Pay. Samsung Pay is basically just like PayPal. It just, and also acts as an app on these devices. So it kind of replaces PayPal and Google Pay at the same time. And it takes a debit from your bank account only up to a certain um, amount. So this depends on how much income you have, I guess. So Samsung in Germany, for example, works together with the Solaris Bank. At least that's what I remember and what I signed up for. And then they take actually a debit from your bank account whenever you pay for something. This means you just have, just like if you paid with your bank account, just you have the system before that actually allows you to pay. So this was a very important feature for me because I just wanted to have like a backup smartphone and I now have. I can put my Spotify tracks on here and I can go for a run without having a very chunky Galaxy S10 on me. And this is like the small version. This is not even like the Galaxy Note. In the past, you could actually take phones like these and put it into your pocket and go for a run. But now with phones that big and that heavy, it just doesn't make sense for me anymore. Therefore, I mean, smartphone, smartwatches for a long time were just crappy. And it was only like two years ago that I actually got into the smartphone, not smartphone, but smart, smartwatch game and actually invested into the Galaxy Active 2. And from then on tracked pretty much all of my workouts. I tried it before kind of a iteration, kind of a experiment with the Galaxy Fit, but the Galaxy Fit obviously is very limited, doesn't have um, GPS. And that's just, I mean, it, works kind of to track your heart rate, but it's also not very accurate, at least compared to a proper device like a watch. I also had like running watches before. Nevertheless, now we have these devices, they are here and they kind of work. So we talked about paying with the watch works. And here is now also the nice thing about LTE. I didn't get a contract yet and I kind of plan to, but I just 
um, not really procrastinated on it, but I just had a lot of different things to do. Nevertheless, you can actually get it. So usually if it only has Wi-Fi, what it does, whenever you pay with the watch, it just connects to the to the internet on your on your phone and then it goes this way. Therefore, if you don't have your phone with you, this is a problem. So therefore get the LTE version if you want to actually call people and also pay independently with the watch if you don't have your phone with you. When it comes to performance, I am the same point as in battery life. I'm kind of disappointed, I guess. So therefore, I mean, there's just no other option out here. Um, that's kind of a... So what I already said, if you turn on the watch, it takes like 30 seconds to actually being able to do something on the watch. And also, I mean, it... So if you, by the way, if you set up a payment, then you also kind of... And also it's like a smartphone these days. Therefore, you have your accounts on there. Therefore, you actually have to type a code or use a pattern to actually unlock the watch. You can also not do it, but at least if you sign up for a Samsung Pay, it requires you to um, set a screen lock. Kind of useful, but also kind of not very useful because it just is an additional burden kind of to use the watch. So now let's actually take a little bit more look at the watch. What I have set up is this kind of preset. I had a different preset before, but it just didn't work. Um, I just didn't find it anymore and I couldn't remember the name. So this was on the Galaxy Watch Active 2. So now um, let's just see what else do I have on there. So there are widgets again and also the screen turns out pretty quickly. And now I have to unlock it again. Turns off pretty quickly, not that. So I have this kind of workout widget, which means that I just use it to quick start workouts. It would be nicer if it had the normal workout. So where you can actually switch between all of the different workouts, but nevertheless, it also has a weather function. Then you can also put on your calendar as a widget. And I also have the player widget on there whenever you use it. There's also the functionality I heard that you just can actually, whenever something plays on your phone, it just automatically puts the player basically on screen whenever you turn on the watch, which is kind of very nice. This is, some, this is a feature I also used. So, um, for example, when biking, you have your phone in your rucksack or in your pocket. And if you then want to change how loud the music or the podcast is, or you want to play it, or you want to skip to the next track, I mean, there is some limited functionality usually within your earbuds or headphones. But the thing is, if you just have like an interface, like a watch, that's pretty much perfect. Also, what is also pretty much perfect is if you bike, for example, through a city, and you actually need to navigate. There are two options. The first option is you get a proper holder for your bike and then you put your phone on the bike itself. It's an option, but it's not a very nice option because you actually have to have it on there. And if you, for example, rent a bike, then you just don't have a case for um, or a holder for your phone on this bike. This means if you then have something that's on your wrist all day long anyway, and you then start navigation on your phone, what works now and what didn't work in the past with with the Galaxy Active 2 because of Tizen and not Google. You now have all the Google apps on there, also Google Maps. This means if you bike, for example, and you have your, um, you have your hands on the, on the handlebar, then you can just take a look at your watch and it actually vibrates, for example, whenever you need to turn left or right. And this is something I hope for, and it's basically exactly like this. It just worked out very 
very nicely. It doesn't work as a standalone thing, at least not in my experience till now. I didn't really try it out that much, but nevertheless, if you start the navigation on your phone, you just have it on your wrist. Also, if you are in a city and you just want to navigate somewhere, or if you spend the night out and you actually want to get home and don't know you are in a, in a city you don't know, then it's just something that's very, very useful. Also, if you lose your smartphone, for example, and you need to find a way home, or you actually need to call a cab, just having Basically, a secondary smaller smartphone on your wrist that's on your wrist anyway, and that's basically, I mean, it's not as small as your normal watch. I basically still have a, a, a digital, I mean, it's a digital, but nevertheless, it's like a normal Casio watch because it's actually when it comes to just looking at the time. So, what I it's not that most people, I, I guess, most people won't actually need to take a look at the time, it's just I just use it. For example, to time my workouts. This means I go for a run and then I just use it for interval. And this is something I did already like 10 years ago. And therefore, I just use the same thing. And it's just, you turn your wrist and it's there. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for a crappy um, wake on function. You don't waste battery life. Therefore, this is basically my smartwatch. This is basically my smartphone on my wrist. And this is basically still my normal watch that has basically the function to stop time and to take a look at the time. Most of the time to just take a look at the time and it's on my wrist all day long. Therefore, yeah, well, I just use it. And I also use very often time constraints when working or studying. And this just comes in so handy. Also, if you, for example, write an exam, then obviously you cannot use a smartwatch again. And if you just have a pretty simple, I don't know, watch, not analog, but digital watch, then it just works out very nicely. This is getting kind of long, 21 minutes already. I mean, I don't really know how the accuracy compares. So what I heard, so there is this YouTuber and this other YouTuber called, I guess his name is Nate O'Brien. There's also another O'Brien. I cannot quite remember who is who. Nevertheless, he also did a review on the watch. And what he said, that's what he said, is that when it comes to tracking your workouts, the Galaxy Watch 4 seems to be pretty pretty accurate. In the past, what I noticed within the Galaxy Watch Active 2, or with the Galaxy Watch Active 2, is this. What I read online, I don't know how true this is, but Garmin watches, for example, take a GPS point every one meter. If you go for a run, every one meter you have like a GPS point. And then, within the software, for example, Samsung Health, what actually happens is, or within Garmin Health, I think it's called Garmin, no, it's called Garmin Connect. It just connects all the dots and then that's your route. That's the route you ran. Now, on the Galaxy Active 2, at least, what happened is that you had basically a distance of 5 meters. So, basically, the accuracy was like 5 times less accurate. What this means is, for example, if you moved like this, like an S, and then if it tracked like 5 points, yeah, like 1 point, 2 points, 3, 4, 5. Now, that's quite a way. But if you then tracked it with the Galaxy Watch Active 2, you only have two points, the first one at zero meters and the second one at five meters, and you just would connect the dots and the way in between would just get lost. Therefore, you have less accuracy. This is also a problem when syncing the Active 2 data to Strava, for example, because Strava kind of knows often that that's not the same data. Therefore, Strava is like, I know it better. And therefore, the data in Strava and on Samsung Health, for example, often, at least for me, was just different. And also the paces were different because the pace is obviously based on the distance per unit of time and therefore 
it's not just just not a very nice experience nevertheless the galaxy F active 2 in the past for me was kind of the best compromise compromise i think the word is compromise between having a smartwatch and a smartphone on your wrist and also a sport watch that actually is used for tracking and again the galaxy watch 4 is now the pre successor no it's the successor to the galaxy active 2 kind of and it just works a little bit better in this and i also heard i mean i hope now it tracks like every one meters but maybe i should look it up in the future maybe you just comment below if you know about this i just don't know as of recording this what else is there to say about the watch um well i don't i mean i track my workouts within i use it to pay whenever i need to pay for things and when, whenever you can pay for these things because some locations have only visa and some locations have only mastercard google for the most part, Google Pay, I think, usually offers a MasterCard. So therefore, if they only accept Visa, then you have to have a different payment option or you still use your bank card or you just use a credit card. Um, I mean, there are other options like tracking your water. It's gone again. Here, tracking your water. Also, you can track your menstrual cycle, but this obviously does not apply to me. And you have a few other tiles. For example, you can put an alarm tile on there. You can also... What else can you do? You can have a buds controller, so I have the Galaxy Buds active. No, they are called the Galaxy Buds Live. And you have a buds controller where you can put on touch control and also active noise cancelling. And you also have widgets like um, there's an app from kind of a collaboration, I guess, between Calm, that's a meditation app at Samsung, and you can just also put it on there. You have your contacts. What also is very nice is there is now an app called Fitbit, which actually lets you track and plan your workouts on your watch. And there's also Samsung Health. The nice thing about Samsung Health is what I found out in the past is that you actually can preload workouts. So there are a, a limited set, a limited selection of workouts is available. Then you can just put them onto Samsung Health and then you just start the workout and actually on the watch you have like kind of the things you do. And that's very practical and very handy because if you do a workout, you don't have like a hand free for holding your phone all the time. Or you can just not put your phone on the ground all the time. If you, for example, are in an outdoor workout location and somebody else could just step on your phone. So therefore, as a final, as a final saying, not a final saying, but a final statement. For me, I'm not an Apple fan or an Apple user. I guess it's the best watch that's currently on the market. Probably I will upgrade to the Galaxy Watch 5 is if it is available. I mean, there was a pretty huge time difference between the release of the Galaxy Active 2 and the Galaxy Watch 4, which is the, the successor to the Galaxy Active 2 kind of. And well, I will probably get the next watch if they continue the collaboration. If not, then well, I don't know. I mean, Google probably also will release a smartwatch in the future and but the thing is i am now kind of embedded into the samsung ecosystem probably just like you because you're watching this video and therefore i mean it just has the galaxy ecosystem just offers a few things like the integrations between the galaxy buds and then having the galaxy buds controller on here just things like these that just work very nicely and the problem is just that the galaxy phones are not they don't have sd cards sd card slots anymore and also Kind of limited storages storage capacity for example if i record videos like these and i record a few then 128 gigabytes is not very much and i still don't want a bigger phone but it's just 
another point entirely. It was all about the watch. Now you know all about the watch. That is kind of there to say. Obviously, there are a few other things you could also say, but I mean, that's the end for now. Maybe I will make another one in the future. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, comment below. If you know about the GPS accuracy, also comment below. And that's pretty much it, I guess.